Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is JL, I'm your host, and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. And I want to encourage you with all of this conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group, whoever you're doing life with, and to have the bigger conversation about it. The aim of this podcast, obviously, is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it. But I'm sure the conversation goes beyond this. So thanks for tuning in. And feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions, some stuff you want um, highlighted. I'd love to hear from you. And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him now and until forever. <laughs> Wonderful. That's a great way to start, isn't it? A few sound issues and all that. Good times. Well, we are back here in the podcasting studio <laughs> with yours truly, Nathan. Yo, yo. JL. Um, and by the way, we finally found the name of Nathan's podcast name. It'll be <laughs> Philosophy. Study of Foolishness. Study of Foolishness. Um, <laughs> so, but before we jump into uh, the craziness of that, um, of everything else, and following up on other episodes that we've done, I thought we could probably do a bit of an update because um, I've wanted, been wanting to do an update and oh, yeah. um, it'll follow up on the on the thing. So mm-hmm. um, I took a break and then in, during the break, Nathan decided to start a podcast, which is fantastic for everybody involved. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we're collabing um, today. Yeah. It's for quite a few podcasts, which I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, so I've been on hiatus for a while now because of COVID. And I, you know, you had like quite a lot of people during COVID that were saying things like, well, that was just like putting out a lot of things. It's like encouragement. Churches just jumped onto the bandwagon of the online world. And um, uh, yeah. that was pretty interesting to see um, even how you gauge what engagement is online. Mm. Um, so that was 2020 and then 2021 for other people. I think Melbourne was like 365 days or 360 something days <laughs> in lockdown. Um, a long thinking time. of you, Melburnians. Um, I don't know what you call somebody from Canberra, by the way. Because uh, Western Australians are called Western. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no idea what you call <laughs> people from Canberra. So let me know if you know. Um, but yeah, it's been a disruption time. That was 2020. 2021 is like trying to find a new normal, which for some people, mm. a lot of people was like they're finding new habits because they had been Finding or falling inside. back into new. Or falling back into old <laughs> habits that are not so great. Yeah. Um, so left to our own devices with all the free time in the world for some people. <laughs> what do we resort to? Um, I think that question was answered. Um, Yeah, so it's been disruptive Mm, That's a good word um, Definitely As a time But I didn't really want to release anything during the pandemic Because I thought There's quite a lot of people that are already releasing stuff And Enough, yeah I was like dealing with my own things going on (laughs) 
And I was like, I don't really think I've got anything worthwhile to say right now. <laughs> I was, you know, in the middle of expecting a child who's here. Which um, is amazing. Little baby Samuel. Yeah. Uh, born in September. But, yeah, it, you know, the year disrupted me and I thought, I don't really have anything worth saying, so I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of an echo chamber in the last couple of years. People have been kind of saying the same things, but in different ways. Pivot. Oh, people have been saying the same things, but yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Um, main, one of the main things, I think it goes like three weeks into church online services, one of the words that were like everywhere was like just lean in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Just going to uh. lean into the Holy Spirit right now. Um, <laughs> they got old three weeks in. And then, what was that? You know, the pivoting? Uh, you yeah. just got to pivot. That, that, was a, that was a bit of a buzzword, wasn't it? For a while. I love this buzzword. Can you use this as a pivot for? Yeah. This and which is fair enough. In the first couple of, in the first year, it definitely was like, it wasn't so much as for lack of a better word, depressing um, as it had and stretched out as it has felt in this 2021. 2020 was as a, it was an unknown factor to it. So it was a, almost an anticipation. Oh, like we can do so much or there's like great stuff ahead if we utilize the space. But the longer it dragged out, the more people realized that <laughs> actually, no, this, yeah, we, <laughs> it, this is, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say was the biggest disruption for you? Oh, for 20. And I mean, we had it pretty good. We can't, you know, yeah, like, we was in like good. six week or something lockdown. <laughs> and then with restrictions, we were out again. Yeah. Um, yeah. WA is pretty isolated. So, so we kind of felt isolated anyway in the first <laughs> place. <laughs> um, what, what, sorry, what was the question? What was, what was the biggest disruption for you? Oh, you name oh, one or a few. Since COVID, um, gosh, uh, the biggest disruption I think initially um, was just more like it's been thrown around a lot, but just a disruption to the routine and kind of because I'm naturally an introverted sort of person, so it's just like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, I'm good. This is good. <laughs> I'll go back in my cage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was, yeah, it was a contrast because it was like it went from like super busy and kind of like, you know, the the weekly routine would be church, weekend, crazy, serving in some sort of way, whether it be in worship or other things, and then be work and then, in, you know, other things during the week and then Friday youth. So there was a kind of repeat and rinse sort of thing um, for a while. And then when the disruption actually, I found it quite refreshing in, in a sense because there's certain things that I didn't have to worry about, as in, like, having kids in the household to look after or entertain. So um, it disrupted my, I think, um, I think it just disrupted my thinking in the way of actually how do you not engage, but how do you actually bring authenticity back into faith for specifically youth kids? I think yeah. it was a good disruption for me anyway. I, I felt it was a good re- disruption to kind of like, actually, there's kids that actually just want all the uh, re- 
programs and stuff and it hel- actually helped us to restructure our Friday nights and how that actually turned out. Yeah. Um, so it was a good pause button, but it disrupted my kind of mechanism of day-to-day life yeah. as a substitute for my, I guess, my own personal growth. Because, mm. you know, you use the machine of work or the ministry to kind of <laughs> get by. Yeah, coast. Yeah, and so it was just like, yeah. And it also made you very much more aware of uh, the importance of um, connection, I guess, like authentic connection with people because you can only, you can get by with like high on a Friday, um, Friday oh, sorry, a Sunday, and then you don't see them for uh, another week or something. Yeah, for sure. Unless you do leadership stuff. But yeah, so it was disruption in the sense of like, reset and get back to authenticity in some way yeah but yeah i think i'm also have the tendency to be uh, a procrastinator at times so it's just like oh free time chill out for a bit (laughs) which is terrible like but yeah i think your mic's cutting in and out because you're not close enough and you're an introvert (laughs) your voice is saying we're introverts yeah just whisper really loudly (laughs) Why are we whispering? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Loud noises. <laughs> um, yeah, I found pretty interestingly um, as well during that COVID time, like one of the things that was really interesting for me is how much I appreciated being home with, hmm. um, with Laura. And, and so the authenticity of relationships got brought out. Yeah. Um, how much I... Um, I took the opportunity to just, I don't know what it was, but we like, I guess we like each other. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hope so, you got married. Um, <laughs> hey, I like you, you yeah. like me, right? <laughs> um, yeah, we like each other's company and uh, we're both introverted, probably oh, more that's than nice. me. Um, and so we kind of, it's not tolerate, but we'll, we like being around each other. And mm. We don't need to be talking, we just... Be there, and so there was a How good, hey? Yeah, there was an, an, an enormous amount of time that we were together in the house, couldn't go out much. Um, and it was a short amount of time, but we kind of realized, oh wow, we really this is what's important. Mm. It's like it just hit home to a new level. Um, relationships are important, and the and having them authentically because you can't run away, it's like 24 hours a day you're together. Um, mm. And we came out of that thinking, wow, um, if possible, if there was a way to work from home, we'd love to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, because that's that that's what you know what was happening. And so um, the other thing as well I noticed on the ministry side is that with youth we had to, for lack of a better word, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pivot. We had to find new ways of doing things. And mm. we couldn't just like um, one of the things that I was talking to a friend about had to do with the fact that for a lot of churches it was like they were just like going to this production mode of producing a service mm. and chucking it online mm. and then going there we've done our ministry <laughs> like that's not actually ministry <laughs> in a way it's you know it's you putting a product in front of everyone and where I looked at it is that churches got into this digital world where they're forced to go in. But in that digital world, there were already so many other more influential 
far wider reaching voices that mm. were there that would get more airtime algorithms involved mm. that it was like like what are we actually doing <laughs> and so mm. um i saw it as an opportunity for evangelism because there was um now you got as many people who are in the world as an audience who are online in as an audience uh, versus just the niche of people that you have there. So I saw it more of a, as an evangelistic tool. Mm. But obviously, like, you've created pathways to have people connect further in, you know, beyond just this. And so, so there was a little bit of that mentality that, that I could see. It's like, mm. let's just chuck some stuff online. Yeah. Be in the group chat for a little while. Boom, we've done church. And you think, like, man, I could go watch a, you know, Netflix release um <laughs> <laughs> a multiple tabs open you know like netflix released a um a party thing like a oh, yeah, thing yeah, where you watch a movie and yeah. you're just chatting like we could do that in a netflix movie or whatever mm. um so it's not necessarily that that's church so it, there has to be uh. more to it because people are already doing that so mm. that was the other big disruption and i had to kind of um and i had a chat with um our youth leaders as well one of the things was that it was a really good opportunity for us to try and learn new things because mm. um, we were online it's like <laughs> nobody else was nobody well nobody had done that before at youth as a this is a program so online plus small groups kind of thing afterwards where we would have the message but actually everyone went online worship and like be engaging mm. students in, during that it was really interesting nice. um what goes on <laughs> online um <laughs> But just the big opportunity that COVID came with is like it, it actually reset things for a lot of people mm. where they could now imagine life a little bit differently and go, I don't have to do what I do every day. <laughs> yeah. Now what can I do? Um, <laughs> so um, one of the other things as well that I guess stopped me from even releasing any podcast episode was to do with the amount of serving that was happening mm. in the church. So I'm part of the media team in my church. Yeah. So like <laughs> I was making the services happening happen. Um You're the men behind the scenes. You know, so and then I saw a po- a post sometime during the pandemic which was like, Oh, pastors remember your media team. They're like, you know oh it was actually post like when we were coming out two, three months after uh, the lockdown. Okay. Somebody was like remember your media team you might not need them as much right now because things are opening up but they will have gone through a lot like i remember (laughs) yeah all day saturday editing into like 2 3 a.m sunday morning (laughs) and i'd just be like all right press go live and yeah that's literally what our senior pastor did in the first couple months full on hey like yeah every day basically i would I was up there doing youth stuff and I would literally see him almost every day. I was like, joke around about, oh, where's, where's the, where's, he'd joke around about like, oh, where's the, uh, where's your bird, man? You going to sleep over or something? <laughs> the amount of time he saw me so there late true. at night. So true. It's like, yeah. Hectic. Probably should. Yeah. And people's capacities, I was working with one of my, oh, you know him, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with him. And, uh, yeah, we just saw our capacities just super stretched during that time. (laughs) Um, And some of the aftermath was that, and I think for a lot of people during the pandemic, um, 
at least at its height or its worst, mm-hmm. there were there came a lot of fatigue. Um, some people spent a lot of time watching news, <coughs> and yeah. it was like on the edge of their seat, waiting for the next announcement and the next announcement. And, the mm-hmm. next and so I think there was a lot of like being tired mm. of waiting for more bad news. Yeah. And waiting for more bad news and waiting for mentally, more bad news. Yeah. Like mentally, it's just like on the edge. Because things are so up in the air, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what is it going to be tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. You know, one COVID case in WA shut the whole state down. <laughs> yeah. I can't right? even imagine February 5th. Um, oh. <laughs> for, for, for those that are listening, wherever you're listening from, February 5th, 2022 is when Western Australia decides um, to reopen its borders. Um, <laughs> oh, my brother is so funny. He um, he sent me a screenshot <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a press conference where I think someone asked Mark McGowan when, um, like, if February 5th is it definite. <laughs> and <he laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And apparently he said, um, it's no guarantee that it's been oh. February 5th. Like, that's oh. only like, you know. And then um, I'll have to get the screenshot. Maybe I'll put it <laughs> yeah, wherever yeah, I put this it. video. But um, it was to do with the fact that, um, you know, like, that's a target or something like that. But um, oh, I wish I had it. But then underneath it, my brother was like, bro, I will fight this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's so sick of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like eighty percent target nationally. Western Australia's like, now we're gonna do you one better. It's like we're. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, this is not a political podcast. It's not a political podcast. I'm sorry, uh, but so if you want to get political, hey, if you want to get political, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> I'd love to interview you and see what your what yeah. your. Um, Where you stand I'd be politically? I'd willing to listen to that one. When oh, that that'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> I just, I just like to see how people think and and how they're coming to their things. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Capacities were stretched. We got to a place where, like, um, in the aftermath of this, Jake and I were so tired, <laughs> just like, man, we need a weekend away. So we ended up like driving down to go and climb Bluff Knoll, and then took another holiday. I took another holiday with some friends. So yeah. and. Mm, so I was kind of thinking, like, in the post-pandemic, people feeling tired, so many people, they, um, they're talking about how there are so many people that are resigning. There's a, great re- there's a great resignation happening, people changing their course and careers. And I'm thinking, like, what is happening? Unsettled world and things like that. So I wanted to talk about what happened in the aftermath. What, uh, what did it look like for you to find a new normal? Did you have to find a new normal? Post? Post pandemic? Post 2020? Into 2021? Did I have to find a new normal? What changed um, for you? If you say Mm. 2019 Nathan versus 2021 (laughs) 22 Nathan, one is pandemic wiser <laughs> yeah you've wiser. gone through a bo- global pandemic and have not died I, I i i listened to this documentary about the spanish flu and it killed uh, millions yeah. hundreds uh. of millions and we're like we're going through a pandemic and we're both alive <laughs> ptl 
Praise <laughs> the good Lord for that. So the G is silent. The G. Is <laughs> <laughs> yes, he works in the background. Um, geez. So, um, I think. Uh, what did I learn? Is that the question? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's changed for Nathan? What's changed for Nathan? 2019, Nathan. What was I doing? 2019. 2019, still working. Feels like 10 years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> I was just having this discussion <laughs> with Dave and Brett yesterday. Uh, just like talking about the Christmas party that we had. What up, Dave? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last Christmas party we had. And I was like, oh, it was like two years ago. It's like, no, man, it was the last year. I was like, oh. whoa. That's what, that's honestly what it feels like. Wow. Feels like it's been so long since, like, you've been able to relax, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. That must be emotional fatigue. Oh, my yeah. gosh, a compassion fatigue. Um, There's a bit of that. I think definitely the thing that I've learned, and maybe it's changed since uh, pandemic. Um, I guess we'll, we'll go pros and cons. We'll go two ways about it. I think yeah. con, definitely... It, my, I've never felt so much more aware of my anxiety and anxiousness. Mm. Oh, it's like ridiculous. Wow. And that's, I know, it's weird. Like, it's not so much I think that I was like just picked up all of a sudden, but it's just like there's more sensitivity to it now. Mm. It's almost like you're like, Again, that phrase, echo chamber. You're in that kind of routine and haven't been able to go anywhere, haven't been able to kind of like just take a random trip yeah. to another state to kind of just like, oh, get a different perspective. Mm. Like been in and listening and hearing in so many voices, either from church, from family, from wherever. Yeah. And it's just like you're like trying to dodge and weave all these anxious feelings around just trying to like, it's almost like, um, it's like, oh, you should just like, the pandemic's almost like, 2020 was like, oh, great, well, there's an opportunity to come. And then 2021 is like, oh, we're not really going anywhere. <laughs> and then and then it's like, people are like, no, just move on with your life, bro. Even though you can't do anything, just move yeah. on. It's like, just progress, even though you, in certain ways you can't right now. And so it's just like, for me, I think I've became more aware of the fact that um, anxiety and anxiousness just around trivial things has just risen. Yeah. Um, but also, I think um, I've kind of just become uh, this being more willing to seek help as well, being more willing to seek advice, but also just like even studying, um, going to see a psychologist um, just as part of a mental Yay health. for psychologists yeah. and counselors <laughs> for Susan. Yeah. Because I think just even not because of response to it, like I've been wanting to for a while, but it's just like the pandemic's just like, yeah, bro, you need to sort out your self-talk and your yeah. past trauma and all that sort of stuff. And it's actually in one way that's been such a pro because I've been able to go into a space where I can kind of just in different ways just deal with things and yeah. get it off my chest and process and whatever. Yeah. So in one way that's been good. So I've learned definitely that – you know, I have a lot of issues, but also that. Welcome to the team, <laughs> brother. <laughs> but yeah, but also it, it's important. I think specifically when the pandemic happened, there were a lot of people who, I guess, 
uh, felt relaxed and were able to kind of be more introverted, but also during the pandemic had like everyone does at the beginning of January of every new year, make a resolution to kind of like be more self-aware or do whatever. Mm. But it, that probably lasted for maybe three months for some people and then to sweep under under the rug all your things and yeah. never actually sat, sit to deal with it. And yeah. so I think this last couple of years actually has been a space where um, things have actually had time to boil to the surface um, in a good way. Um and so I think, yeah, I don't know. I think I uh, definitely learned that there's a lot of things that inform the way I think, mm. inform the way I speak, and become just more actually excited about being more self-aware in the sense of more practicality, like reading a lot of books by different psychologists, going to a psych, doing reading little things like um, uh, th- this, can't see it's like a little i already call it calm like little sayings that kind of give you perspective on life um but super yeah so like just (laughs) cards for serenity just giving like i think i've really dove into the idea of actually dealing with things more on a practical level than just trying to over spiritualize yeah Um, so i think that's one thing i've learned about this last year and i think also just I've hopefully become more attentive and aware of listening to God's voice. And definitely yeah. the last couple of years, I've come to understand his grace and his love in so many different ways in the sense of just like, man, yeah, how can you love <laughs> humans yeah. with all the craziness that we do and the craziness that we go through? Yeah, like for sure. that whole agape thing, I don't think we fully understand what that means. Yeah. Anyway, so what about you? Um, yeah, well, um, oh man, over-spiritualization. That's a podcast topic. <coughs> I'm just going to write that down. We should totally talk about that in the future. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so I think one of the things that um, I learned um coming from yeah coming from where from the pandemic um I had to do with putting together what uh, making sure that what's important in life remains important and that I don't just um you know one of the things that I saw a lot of I guess businesses and people um talk about is that um I wrote it down somewhere it's like getting back to normal let's just get back to normal like let's get back to the way it used to be. Mm. This is almost like oh yeah, this was the most inconvenient thing that could ever happen in our lives. Mm. You know, having a global pandemic, which it was inconvenient, but we're I don't know how long two years in now. Yeah, it's actually two years in. Um, we're two years in from a global shutdown, and some people are still thinking. I know I want to get back to normal. <laughs> which will never happen again because there is no before, like life will never be the mm. same way it was yeah. in 2019. So making sure the main things remains the main things. Um, I found that in terms of finding a new normal, uh, one of the things that I read during my time of like a low grade burnout that I was going through, I think in late 2019, 
Um, I found Kerry Newhoff, who's a podcaster I listened to. He shared something that he got from like John Ortberg or someone like that. Mm. And um, he says, the remedy for an unsustainable pace is a more sustainable one, not time off. Oh, interesting. That's a bit conflicting for some people. It, yeah, I was so mad. I almost <laughs> like, yo, bro, chill out with your clickbait crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was actually so true is that if you have an unsustainable pace, you're always tired. It's not that you need time off. You need to create rhythms that actually mm. allow you to be able to sustain the level of productivity for long periods of time. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the body... The body wears it, and so mm. um, I had to learn to get good at boundaries. Was mm. not so much of a yes man, but um, I said yes to things that took way more time and energy than they needed. In a way that took away from me being um, as in me having enough energy to be as intentional as I wanted to be with the mm. main things in with things that were. Mostly the main things well. So, mm. you know, with time law, for example, it's thinking, then becoming more intentional about how I would um, give and output my mental, emotional, psychological, mm. spiritual energy throughout the day. So we becoming more self-aware about that and, and how much I had left in the tank mm. when I leave work and get yeah. home. Because... What didn't sit right with me was that for a lot of people that, well, for for people that I've seen, I've seen a few cases, not a lot of people because I can't speak for, for everyone, but mm. I've I'd heard and seen a few cases where um, people would say the most important things in life, and if you ask quite a lot of people, the most, the most important things in life are, there are children and family. Mm-hmm. And yet, how are we when we get home tired? Unengaged, mm. Um, mm. you know, brothers, sisters. You think about it, right? It's like come on from school, don't want to borrow this or that. <laughs> Cranky. They get our worst, yeah, instead of actually our best, which is where it's meant to go. So I had to think about mm. where to reposition my energy, mm. regards to that, so that when I got home, um, yeah. my family got my best, really. <laughs> um, yeah, because I only have as only have a certain amount of energy. So one of the other things I had to Embrace was this thing. I think Brene Brown coined the phrase "the gift of limitations." Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. But thinking about it in my context, it's it's to go. I'm not going to give a hundred percent. Like I'm not going to be able to give a hundred percent at work, mm. and then have a hundred percent left for mm-hmm. home. Mm. I don't have fifty thousand percent. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and you get hundred. You know, and you, no, I don't. I'm like Not I'm Oprah. human. I, I can't do that. And so, yeah. the things I had to, I then said yes to. I had to um, say yes to what I could say yes to, and then, mm. um, then you know, Is manage that, my energy yeah. during that space anyway to give what I could as best as I could, but still reserve the best. The very, very best for home. Yeah. Um, Was that difficult the first time? I think that the joy of... Yeah, at at first it was because there's a little bit of people pleasing in me. And I can see that. Yeah, Um, And so it's one of those things I was like, 
and, and I still suck at it at the moment. Um, I'm still learning with it, but I've become more and more... Um, I've, I've, I've elevated more and more what I know at the soul level and my spirit level um, is soul-fulfilling. Mm. And that is becoming more important than pleasing some... You know, like 50 mm. years from now, mm. I'm not going to be married to anybody else. Like, it's going to be Laura that I'm going to be married mm. to. Um, God willing that none of us die. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be somebody else's dad. I'm going to be my son's dad. Like, yeah. And so if I miss moments that I could have been there for, um, mm. you know, one of the ways I think, one of the ways that that brought home, that got brought home is that, you know, through pandemic, like doing all this stuff in the youth ministry. And then just this year in 2021, we saw our young people, like probably the biggest turnover I've ever seen in our youth ministry before, mm-hmm. like something like 90% of our young people that are with us now were not with us at the beginning of the year. We're not with us in the middle of this year. Oh, wow. Right. Five years from now, they might they might remember something I said. <laughs> but we, you know, like they'll be living their life. Mm. Hopefully all the instructions that we've had have empowered them to become mm. the best that God has mm. called them to. Um, but man, those Friday nights are sacrifice mm. that I am missing bedtime with <laughs> little Samuel. Yeah. And so I can't take that back and, and I get it. Mm. So it, it's those things in life, right? It's mm. those things in life where um, it's not going to mean as much to someone else as much as it would mean to my mm. son or my wife. So, And I get that for the parts of ministries that are that you necessarily have to be away from your family for, for you know, or you have to work um, mm. during the day you'll miss time. So there is a sacrifice, sacrifice at both levels. So I had to become really good at boundaries and, um, mm. and discuss even more with, uh, with Laura mm. what it is we're willing to... Um, to say yes to and no to, given mm. uh, where we're at, and even before Samuel came, mm. um, and also having healthy hobby hobbies, <laughs> hobbies, <laughs> hobbies, and homies <laughs> and hobbies. Um, that was the other thing I learned. I learned that I needed to have healthy hobbies um, because ministry is so um, engaging. Like mm. you can be at home and be thinking about youth kids, what needs to happen Friday, what needs to happen Sunday. Mm. And so I needed to have a hobby that would be taking my entire attention mm. that I would enjoy. So that's why I took up photography. Yeah. It's because I I was like, I can I need to be doing something that will require a lot of my attention. Otherwise I can do something. And still in the background, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of other things, mm. which is not good for you. That's not resting. That's not, you know. Mm. So those are some of the things that I learned in this pandemic um, and beyond, and I'm implementing. Mm. Um, you know. Good. So, yeah. Um, that'll be, we'll call that an episode. <laughs> um, and I guess what I wouldn't mind transitioning into um, is some of the stuff we talked about last time had to be with creativity and imagination. That's a great picture, by the way.